0: Hey, welcome to Bloom, the podcast. My name is Monica Ramey. I'm going to be your host. And today I have Dave Ramey, the hubs, right on with me. We're, Hello. Yeah, you can say hey. <laughs> We're going to be talking. This is like I've got people in my inbox messaging me, asking me when this is going to be broadcast. And here it is. So it's the the much anticipated relationship series that I posted on Facebook Um, so Dave and I are going to start off talking about, um, just briefly our relationship and how we came together. Um, we really, we both have really big testimonies and stories of the backgrounds that we came out of. So we're going to touch on that a little bit as well. And we're going to kind of try to make this like a progression, right?
1: Um, a progression through relationships and and what they mean to us, what we found out about ourselves. Uh, and how we respond to each other in relationships and different relationships—relationships Relationship with friends, family, coworkers—that the dynamic of relationships is endless.
0: Yeah, this could go on for eons. <laughs> so, um, you know, what was really on my heart to talk about is we're, we're assuming that we're talking to Christians here, and um, because that's those are the key words that we've we've um, typed in. So we're 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 thinking that God is going to draw people who who need to hear. Um, you know, some of the stuff that we've come out of and um, what we're coming into. So we're hoping that we can be a blessing to some people. But, you know, in relationships, um, you know, you can't get out of them. They're, 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 it's life, it's life to be in relationships. Um, and we know what happens when people aren't, you know, you get isolated and you get in trouble. Um, but there's really three big categories that I think that are, are tremendous. It's one, you know, our relationship with God has to be the primary source um, and when you when you really work on that and you get that right that really becomes a catalyst in um, a, a model of how to respond and react and um, you know all of your dealings with people that needs to be like a model so you know your relationship with God affects your relationship with people but you know you've also got this other dynamic where um, we think in marriage it's really highlighted isn't it yes it's um relationship with self and so um you know you got to get that one down too and there's a whole lot of stuff um you know pertaining to that wouldn't you say i
1: would say what do you have to say (laughs) so i think one of the important things that that she just said was the catalyst with the relationship with god because i've had experiences and i think i was like this when i when i first became a christian I, i think that really what mattered the only thing that mattered was my relationship with god and not having the understanding that that's just the start of it because I'm gonna be in relationship with other people the rest of my life. So that's the part, is getting the relationship with God down. Uh, and here's another thing, I don't wanna to ramble too much, but no ramble. I, uh, I came through 12-step programs uh, and, and through those programs, I learned a lot of things. And uh, one of the, a person I know from, from a media group I used to attend, he used to always say, uh, addiction wasn't the main issue. relationship was the main issue. like at birth, our relationship is thrown off by the by the well, what everybody knows is the curse. you know we have to start to get that relationship back right through Jesus Christ to be reconciled in that relationship. So the primary relationship with Monica was saying it starts right there. that's that's the main thing
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. it's I really it's everything. yes, it's everything. It's key um so you know he talked about background um which we are definitely going to get into that because we know that um people come in all forms shapes and sizes and from all walks of life and um, our walks of life have been a road um paved with a lot of old pain and um just addiction and trouble and um when we found jesus both of us separately god changed our life and then he brought us together and really that's kind of what um we want to talk about so i know there are going to be some single people out that are listening to this and um and married people as well but let's talk a little bit about um about what it was like being single and a christian so we're at the point in your life Dave, where you you came to christ and you were single and you know you've got all this stuff going on as as coming out of your old past and your background and then coming to Christ with all these new things. Tell me what that was like. Like, um, was it religious at first? And then you had to kind of figure all that out. Were you in a relationship um, with anyone when that was going on? Was God dealing with you? What are the kind of things that were, were happening for you?
1: Well, there's a lot of questions there. There was a lot of things happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was married uh, previous in that time, in that time timeframe. Uh, that relationship was really, really over, and I was trying to hold it together uh, without any really substance. So, let me just explain it like this: so when I first uh, when I first became sober, I uh, I ended up moving into an apartment by myself, and I had to, and that's just the, the the path God had for me. Everything started over for me. I started in a, in a one bedroom apartment, didn't have any furniture and all that, and started off alone. But I was still trying to hold on to the past relationship. You know, I was still. Uh, want to communicate with her and do some things with her and God was dealing with me in that and finally I don't want to go long on that because it was no fault of hers or mine it was something that just wasn't meant to be or to uh I think uh, not to overcomplicate it but I, I think that uh what we both realized is it was too much to overcome the, the years that had gone by not that we disliked each other hated each other but I don't think ultimately neither one of us were willing to do the work it was going to take <clears throat> to reconcile that. Excuse me. I should have got some water. Okay. Anyway, so I'm alone in this apartment and uh, the, the initial thing that started bothering me was because I felt, I felt like to be whole. And I think this was a learned thing from society and from what we see on TV is we're supposed to be in a relationship with somebody. It's supposed to look a certain way. Your life's not complete until it's um, with someone else and in a relationship so I was always had that bother, bother me in the back uh, in the back of my mind as I was walking through this and at the same time I felt the real loneliness because there was a loneliness there too and I had this new life in this and I, I became this new creation in christ just like the bible says and I wanted someone to share that with and uh, and that really drove the lonely feeling you know uh, I'd like to say like there was a big moment in my life where things really changed and I was probably, somewhere in, in the range of six to seven, eight months over. Uh, there's 12 step programs, and I don't want to isolate anybody and make everything about this. It's just my story. In the past, I I I was, I belonged to a great church family at the same time I was doing um, AA and 12 step program. So I was working through those 12 steps to, to address the addiction issues. And through that process, God revealed a whole lot of things too, because I could tell you the Holy Spirit was working through those that process just as much as any other process. I been a part of in a church. So there's a four-step process where, you know, we're, we're to make a, a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And I dreaded this for a long time because I, I figured like through steps one, two, and three, I became, uh, you know, willing to give myself to God and do whatever He wanted, you know, His will be done and not my own and things. Uh, but my mind was still racing. If I could jump back a little bit, I, went, I was in jail for five months before I got to this one-bedroom apartment. And then I went straight from jail, into a 90 day rehab program. Uh, God had a plan for me that I needed all this stuff because, you know, I I kicked and bucked the whole time. Uh, So anyway, I ended up in a year aftercare program. And when I was in this time, I couldn't wait to get out of that rehab. The main thing to me is I was tired of living with people. I was in a a jail cell with 20 people, then in a dorm with 40 something guys. Then I was in a rehab that had 40 guys and everybody shared a room, always, always had people around. So I couldn't wait to get in this apartment and be by myself. After about a week in the apartment, I I remembered my mind always raced every, every night before I had had trouble falling asleep. And every night before I'd go to bed, you know, uh, I would think, man, I can't wait to get out of this place. I want to get to the next place. I was always trying to get to the next place. Like the next place was going to fix me. Whatever I got to next was going to be the answer. Uh, this is not a relationship thing. What I found out life's a journey, <laughs> there's always a next thing, so we just got to enjoy the thing we're at right now. But anyway, so I get this one bedroom apartment, and for two weeks, I have a trouble falling asleep. And I'm thinking, What in the world is me? And I, and I finally realized this is a revelation God gave me as I was laying, laying down one night. All that noise in my head wasn't all the people I was around me, it wasn't the 40 guys I was in jail with, 40 guys I was in rehab, all that was up here. And so I was like, oh my God, it's me. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the thing. It's not the environment I'm in. It's the way I'm reacting and responding to the environment uh, and things like that. And so anyway, back to the 12 step thing. So when I finally get to the place where I'm on this fourth step and I'm making a fearless searching moral inventory of myself, you, you kind of, everybody has a little way that they're doing. It. So I'm listing one night. I couldn't fall asleep again. And it's like two o'clock in the morning. And I got to be up for work at 530. And I can't fall asleep. I have all these thoughts running through my mind. Um, thoughts of past mistakes. Thoughts of not making it in the future. Just random thoughts. And, you know, a lot of them I just think were from the enemy. And a lot of them from me. and A lot of them from my insecurities and things like that. So finally, I, what, uh, uh, what the guy who, who taught me a lot of stuff in a was my sponsor. He would say, you know, wh- when it gets tough enough, you'll do the four step. Because it, it's a breaking point. You know what I mean? You're either going to get over that hump or you're going to go back. But there's going to come a time. When it's just you and God, and you're going to either do that or you're not going to do it. So I was like, well, this must be what he's talking about. (laughs) I'm at the point where I feel like I can't take it, you know. So I got my claws and got a pen and piece of paper out, and I'm marking these things down, and I'm marking stuff off, you know, bad things that I've done that I think need to be addressed and things that I'm afraid of, fear that drives me. Honestly, when when they first mentioned fear as part of that inventory to me, I thought, well, I'm not really afraid of anything. I don't know why I need a column like that. What I found out for me in that part was I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> and that's the thing that that really had me wrecked. But anyway, to make this, uh, to keep you this relationship part, it's as I'm going down this list, this thought come to me that I didn't even have anything to do with the three columns I'm working on in the fourth step. Uh, this thought was, and I just suddenly realized that, and that it, just, it had to be the Holy Spirit, you know, because it didn't have anything to do with the columns, like I said. I, I suddenly had this thought and realization that every relationship i've ever been in my life has never been equal i either felt better than a person or i felt less than a person my value was dictated about what i thought about somebody else or what i thought they thought of me if that makes any that's sense that's huge yeah so everything my whole life surrounded around this this driving force was this relationship and i didn't even know what it was i've never Looked into relationships, never had thought about the importance of relationships or anything. So I didn't know. So finally, you get to the fifth step and you get to talk about all those things with somebody, which is another uh, big stepping moment anyway. So I'm going through the fifth step with the guy and he, he, he tells me with my sponsor. And when he tells me when I get to that part, he just he smiles because he understands. And He said, oh, that's codependency. I'm like, I don't want that codependency. And he said, well, I have a book I can show you. He said, "It's it's like I'm in a group for that too," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So wow, I need another give me, group. <laughs> give me a big book. But it, it was a blessing that that book was because it really showed me, uh, you know where where my value in myself lied, it lied in what what I thought of other people or what I thought they thought of me, and I think I think God had been sprinkling it to me a little bit in the months leading up because I while I was in jail, I had this thing that I found a saying. I hung it on the locker in jail and said, um, uh, resist exaggeration, uh, you know, seek only God's commend- con- commendation and things like that. But it had to, it had to do, I didn't even really fully understand it at the time. I just thought it sounded cool. Uh, but anyway, I think because I just God's grace, you know, will not reveal something to me all at once. It's too much. It was almost too much the night I, that I wrote that down. Uh, but anyway, he'd been revealing it to me a little bit. So then I had that revelation and, the, and that was really... Uh, th- that was really a life changer for me.
0: Wow, um, let's go there because, uh, you know, I, I was kind of thinking how we were gonna start this out and, um, and you know, how the Holy Spirit does when two or more gather gathered together, he's there in the midst and he's, he, you know, we prayed before we started this that God would draw the people that needed to hear what we had to say. And so we're going, as soon as he said codependency, code I'm like, that's exactly where we need to be talking about. Um, so, you know, as single people, um, you know, and it's something that everybody has that codependency is so broad um, and all of the different ways that you can be codependent, you know, can be codependent with food, with people, with sex. With I mean, you can be codependent. It's being addicted to a something other than God or dependent on, I should say, something other than God being the source. And so, which was really funny because when we first met, um, he brought up codependency and it was really one of the first things that drew me to him. Sorry, tricked her. He tricked me. <laughs> he did. Uh, we laugh about it all the time. It was trickery. <laughs> <coughs> no, but it was Holy spirit because I had done a lot of work in codependency because I had come out of multiple marriages and just broken relationships. It didn't matter who I was in a relationship with. It was broken, you know, and I always make the joke that like, you know, You can't just blame everyone else. You're the common denominator. If if all your relationships are broken, you got to start taking a look at you and what it is that's your part in that. Even if it's putting up with someone abusing you, you have a part in that. Um, So anyway, the codependency thing was a huge key for me. And in saying that I'll talk about my single journey on that for a moment. Um, So... You know, as a Christian, when I came to Christ, um, I was in an an abusive marriage um, with somebody who had been physically abusive and mentally and verbally abusive. And it was really bad. Um, And I I struggled in that. And it was really um, when I really, truly surrendered to Christ. So when I did, that relationship actually got worse. It was like we were oil and water and just two opposing um, you know, we were on different sides of the team and that it was very obvious. He acted like he hated me and it was really rough time. But, um, at that time I didn't realize that I didn't have any personal power. Um, I, like you said, I allowed relationships to dictate my self. I want to use the word awareness, but that's not it. My, yeah, not just my worth. Yes. But, um, everything. If I like you, if I was good, it was because my relationship was good. I couldn't be good outside of it had to be me trying to fix this thing. And then I'm good. I couldn't just be good outside of no matter what was going on. And so God really, and I'll just say this, I wrote a book called walking in dominion and you can find that on Amazon if you're interested in it or Barnes and Noble pretty much anywhere books are sold. But, um, it started out where I was talking about, you know, I'm in that same marriage and I'm driving down the road and I'm bawling my eyes out because God didn't, God wasn't fixing this relationship for me the way that I thought it needed to be fixed. So I'm weeping and I know that it's coming to an end and it's killing me and I'm driving down the road bawling and and it's really loud and um, out of control dramatic. <laughs> because it was it was my identity my identity was wrapped up in being in a relationship and it was coming to an end and my disappointment of why isn't god coming to my rescue and healing because he's got this great plan and this great life for me and so it was me dealing with god and me crying out and not understanding and all of a sudden god spoke to me and really loud inside my being i heard the words monica first I heard a Bible scripture that I didn't even know it said, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. And then, um, he said, Monica, you have never had dominion. Everyone has had dominion over you and I'm going to teach you dominion. And when that happened, um, I didn't care about all the dominion stuff. I didn't even know what it meant. All I knew was, I knew that that was God, the creator of the universe, speaking to me. And he knew my name and it changed everything for me. It was a starting point of this God that I've been looking at in a religious way, knows me personally. Um, And that's really what he was wanting to do is to teach me to give me back dominion, which is um, what every human being that has skin on. God has created us to have it, which means um, your own personal boundaries, your own personal space, your own power, right? Um, so you don't lose yourself or get blended into a relationship. You can blend and be interdependent and not have that. Um, losing yourself kind of right. thing. Um, so which but, is the way I to be interdependent. Yeah, right. And that was a process because you can know it, you can know that information and still have the behaviors. And so I think learning how to, um, it's just a process, even if you and get the revelation, too. yeah, yeah. On, on deeper levels, on don't deeper you levels. think? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I remember um, even when we first got together, I w- if we would fight, or which we never do—that's <laughs> a joke—but um, you know, it, I remember f- being in fear because you get all those other dynamics working from your past brokenness. You know, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of all all your fears, and so you find this new God thing, and I remember having fear that it was coming to an end. And so um, over, we've been together now 10 years and um, and that I didn't, God had to develop trust in me with Dave to say that, oh, he's he's not out to get me and he's not gonna leave me, you know? And then I had to get to the place to say where, well, if he does, I'm not gonna die, you know? And, and And I hope to God that never happens, but we've gotta be at a place where no matter what happens, no matter who we lose, we know that we're centered in God, in Christ. And in that, come what may, in this world, you can have trouble, but no matter what, he never leaves you or forsakes you. And that's the faith. That's that's the faith that you have to hold on to because you are gonna have trouble. We we have trouble. Um if you have skin on your bones, you have trouble. But really um where I wanted to kind of go with this was to say that I went for um when I got real serious in my life about this. I always had to be in a relationship too, just like you were saying it was every I just was, I was always a backup. There was somebody waiting. I knew who I was going to be with next. It was a mess. And I remember God dealing with my heart. And I knew I was getting ready to go on a journey with just the Lord. And I went for two years and never even went on a date. And for me, that was just a really big deal and i remember it was almost supernatural it, i'm not going to say almost i believe it was because i mean you can all women listening to this know this is true construction workers they're just some some construction workers for whatever reason will be obnoxious and make you know gestures you know it's just if you're a woman that happens a lot and i remember during this two years of not dating nobody looked at me, not all construction workers. Though. No. Yes. Right. Yeah. We love construction yes. workers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, that was so wrong of me to say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some construction workers fix that. Thanks man. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? If you're a woman, you've had it happen to you at some point. Um, but anyway, I, you threw me off. It's, all right. <laughs> it's okay. I know. What oh, you're going okay. But where I'm going was this, it's really, um, that, that people, God, just really overshadowed me um, and really kept me close. In it was almost like I was in a bubble. And through that time, I really started going through a process. And and it's funny because when, you know, that people say this all the time, when you're ready, the teacher comes. When the student's ready, the teacher comes. And it was true because when I said, yes, God, I'll walk with you and no one else and, and let you do this work in my heart. When I said that, is when God brought the right people to help lead me into inner healing and to work out some of the junk that I had in my heart that would have hindered a new relationship. So, um, excuse me, I think that for me was one of the greatest processes I had ever gone through. So I go through this course and it's a codependency course, which is crazy. I don't even, I mean, I was clueless of what I was getting into, but God knew what I needed. So I go through this like eight week course um, where you literally just come undone and get rebuilt with the truth. And um, a lot of healing happened in that. um, And I realized that I was codependent and I had a lot of issues that needed to be dealt with before I could be in a healthy relationship. And I'm going to tell you when it was time for that healing process to be over, it was literally like, I'm not kidding, it was like all of a sudden God popped the bubble and people started looking at me again. It was crazy. And you know, one thing led to another, and um, you know, it's a longer story, but I eventually came to Dave. You know, Dave eventually showed up in my life, Um, and we'll get to that on another episode. But um, it's really everything, don't you think? It's like finding out who you are in Christ by yourself is key, and it's key it's really key to walking on the earth. It's not just key to be in a relationship. It's everything. It is, it's the key. I'd say it's the key of the kingdom, (laughs) you know? So can I jump back
1: in here? Because it it goes along with what Monica was just saying. So after I I completed this part and I I found out what codependency uh, was, my behaviors didn't change right away, Uh, so I was still Get myself into relationships because I still needed to feel good. Okay, I just, you know, was really newly sober at the time and I didn't know, uh, I really didn't know how to act in, you know, relationships with other people yet. But a thing my sponsor kept telling me, he says, you've got to get to a place where you're okay being alone. And I oh, didn't know everything. what that meant.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: And I, I mean, and so, I mean, it was literally months and I'd say, I don't know what he's talking about. And so he would take me, a little bit through, you know, through coaching me, and he'd say, "Well, you know, first you want to start off by being honest with people you're in a relationship with." So,
0: was that new to you too? That was new. to <laughs> you,
1: too. It's, you know what? It's in it. I, I, we laugh when we say that to be 100 yeah. percent honest with anybody is not as easy as it sounds, even in a marriage with Monica. She sometimes, if I'm and she asks me how I feel. I don't automatically just, you know share that you don't <laughs> <No>. So <laughs> it's a bigger thing than a small statement to just to, to right. say be honest in all relationships that you're in yeah um uh, because that i mean you really have to be delivered from self in a whole lot of ways to be able to do that yeah and i think i think it's one of those things that we work out as we walk through life though yeah uh so anyway this is uh you know this is my story for that so you know uh i would get in uh so yeah i'm trying to to explain this in a way like where i was trying to justify some behaviors because they would say in there don't don't get hooked up with the opposite sex or whatever in the room so i was like well i'd be conscious not to do that yeah but i found other areas to, to get in relationships with women and mm-hmm. I, and i would justify and tony was like well just try to do a little bit at a time just be honest with them like if you're not interested in a long-term relationship make sure they know that i would find every way to get around every little yeah. thing you know until um, finally, and I got to a night when I, when I God was dealing with me, you know, I mean, on the nightly things, is, you know, what Share you're it. doing is not right. Well, you were know? in a
0: relationship. Is that,
1: yeah. yeah, I was in a relationship and I knew, uh, the relationship wasn't appropriate. I knew it was just selfish on my part. I wanted to feel, uh, you know, I wanted to feel validated in who I am and feel good about what I was doing. But and your I,
0: intentions weren't, my
1: intentions weren't a long-term relationship and they weren't, uh, so that was one of the things I wasn't really honest about. I mean, even if the topic can't, didn't come oh. up, uh, I wasn't forthright in what my expectations were in a right. relationship. Uh, and so really, even though I wasn't saying that, that I was interested in the long-term, I wasn't not saying it, you know? Mm-hmm. I was either way. I was staying neutral and justifying, just that it kept going. Yeah. Uh, until finally one night, and, and like I said, God just kept dealing, and finally one night, it was literally, I was convicted to the point where I, I got, I was, I was home alone. I was in bed laying there thinking, man, what are you, you're really hurting other people by, cause it was really leading them on by, you know, staying neutral or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, that was really the heaviest I felt con- convicted, even greater than, than the time I went when the when I got saved. Oh, it's okay sorry. Then when I got saved, uh, because when I got saved, I was in jail and I would say it was more out of need for a life change than anything else. This was the first instance in my life where I actually felt repentant in my heart and I was on my knees. Wow, that's good, yeah, you know what I mean that I'm doing people this last thing. I say, God, you wanted you guys, to change. I wanted to change. Yeah,
0: you know, which is repentance, which
1: is repentance. True repentance. So when I came to Christ originally, I needed to change and I wanted my life to be different. Um, but I wanted different results. You know, I didn't know this was the first time that I was actually truly repentant of my behavior.
0: Hold that. I want to jump in here and say that because you brought up 12 step program what was really happening in your life i just saw this when you were saying it, the big picture was you were surrendering yes which is the step first step yeah so you were truly surrendering but go ahead didn't mean to-
1: no that's fine but yeah. surrender comes in in levels too yeah i mean there's still things in my life that need to be surrendered now yeah <laughs> as we go forward yeah. you know but i think it's a beautiful thing and i think it's a beautiful thing is one of the things that we want to do in us in these in these podcasts is share our experiences to show people what you know, it's okay to share those experiences, those experiences that you're having in your life right now are critical to the next experiences, right? Where, like, they all tie together. So we're just trying to weave this out through all, what we've gone through and what we've been through together. So, right.
0: So go back to what you were saying as well with the, um, finish the story. So you, you really felt that conviction. Oh,
1: I really felt that conviction. Okay. So here, this is how this, how this broke down for me. So, I mean, I got on my knees and I really like, I mean, it was really the first time, that I felt like I cried out to God and said, "All I want to be, please, I don't want to hurt anybody." Mm-hmm. You know, I really it gives me chills thinking about it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I really feel convicted by it. Uh, can I t- can I can I share the really, because this this whole part is simultaneous with the event I had. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> can I share, share a all of it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Simultaneous this I want to share this part because I think it's too important not to and it may freak some people out. So I don't want to do that. Just take what you believe and and keep it and what you don't, you know, don't use it. So anyway, about that same time, this is about within weeks. Okay i was talking to a guy about budgeting and stuff like that and finances and he gives me a book um you know about god's principles to finance and thing like that so i you know i'm at home reading the book now about you know a couple weeks after this event where i really repented and i had this really uh you know moment uh because i mean i did stop after this moment let me clarify that the behaviors did get fixed right and i did feel like for the first time i understood uh what it was like, what it meant to be okay to be alone okay so i'm like in a pretty You're good, in a spot. good place yeah for a couple weeks so i'm like on to something else in my thought process and it was budgeting you know yeah i wasn't making much money i wanted to try to figure out how to work all this out. and a guy i was friends with gave me this book uh well, wealth riches, riches and money god's biblical principles of finance great book if you guys i can't great remember the book. author um anyway so i got this book and i'm I'm on my night, you know, I'm up late one night reading it, and it's like 11 o'clock at night. Okay. So I'm flipping through the book and it's talking about all these, the spiritual attachment, the money and, and and mammon and things like that. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really get all this. I mean, I, it's, does it have the spiritual, the, the spiritual side of it? Uh, but I mean, I kept reading it, and so in the book it has these parts in it where it says, you know, say these words, say this prayer. So say this prayer. To yeah, us. say this prayer, and then um, then I renounce and reject the spirit of man went over my life and things like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm actually kind of giggling to myself late at night reading this. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, hey. and so I, but I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm not willing not to do it because I'm figuring I didn't get it by freak accident. You know, you know, I, I believe in there's some. I had the mustard seed enough to say those words out out loud so I'm rejecting renouncing spirit ma'am and some other things in the book and I, you know by the it, not too long later I get tired and I put the book down on the nightstand and I turn over on my side Well, as soon as I turn over on my side I didn't fall asleep like within one second this force out of nowhere came I couldn't I couldn't see what it was but it was something and it's a phenomenon you can look it up on the internet I, I can't remember the name of but anyway yeah. it's not it's not important but anyway I was pressed down into bed by this by this force and in my mind's eye I, I knew it was like a dark force and it wasn't there was no shape to it uh no outline you know i want to say i don't want to be descriptive to give somebody something to look at because it wasn't like that And i was being held down i could feel pressure like uh on my upper part of my body and lower part of my body you know pushing me down and it's getting me to uh like it's like speaking into my mind saying, yeah. you know coming in agreement with uh you know, it was saying you are an addict. That's who you are—a drinker and a drug user, and all that. And a out. drinker I, and a drug user. Yeah, yeah. And so, I'm crying out to like, no, I'm not. I'm not that anymore. This goes on for a little bit length of time. I don't want get into too no, much detail right. with it. Good well, up. let me just say the rest of the part too, because I think it ties into my behaviors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at this moment, I really feel like I was spiritually delivered from certain things. That's what yeah. my point is on this story. Uh, even though nobody really walked me through deliverance. It was from this book, you know, it doesn't really have to be a fancy thing. And I learned, so at the same time, you know, this thing is speaking to me while I'm being pressed down in bed. I can't move. I mean, I'm, I'm like really pressed into the bed and it goes through this drug and alcohol and then it goes into like, um, uh, you know, uh, sexual things like it's, it's pressing up on me there. Like, and I'm like, no. And finally I get to the point where I'm just like.
0: So physically, this thing actually started pressing on your private area. My private areas, yeah. yeah. So I felt
1: like a tremendous amount of pressure, like there was a grip hold on my, on my private areas. It was crazy. <laughs>
0: this is crazy. And so I'm
1: crying out, like, that's not me, you know, that's not me. I'm not that. Anyway, I finally, the, to be honest with you, the pain in that part and to be pressed now so much, I finally said I would just die in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not. Well, thing. I remember
0: you telling me you felt like you knew it was trying to get you to renounce Jesus. Yes.
1: Yes. It, that, and that's what it was. It was crazy. So that's when I got to the point where I like, I'll just, I'll just die taking my life in the name of Jesus. And when I, when I did that or whatever, and I, and I knew that uh, I had the power to say the name of Jesus, because I didn't, I wasn't conscious about that. You know, when we're reading the Bible, it says we have the power, you he's know, giving, us, he's all giving power. us all power. None of that. I was freaked out. This is the most afraid I've ever been in my life. I was scared. Yeah. Was in the name of Jesus, and when I said that, yeah. that's when the whole thing came up. So I wasn't making it a, con- yeah, I wasn't making a conscious choice like in the name of Jesus I command you to go, whatever, because all I could do was like, I'll die in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I'll die. But when I said in the name of Jesus at all, and I and I got up and like, it was strange because I know it was like eleven o'clock or something. But now it's like it's like there was peace in my house. I can't understand. Yeah. So like partner, deliverance came. There was deliverance that came, and I didn't understand any of it. But I could tell you, like you would think like when I came, like when I was able to get up, it would be like, I'd be totally freaked out. But it was like a total peace. Like I never understood, like I've never experienced before in the house. Yeah. i like, this was beautiful. And I fell asleep and I, and I called everybody like, <laughs> The next day, like in in my in my, in my church group, not everybody else because I knew they would think I was crazy, but like <laughs> I remember my pastor, I love him. He said, "Sounds like you got a promotion last night." <laughs> it's like, that's know, what that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> I love I him, That was good. So,
0: well, you know, I mean, this stuff is so real, and it really is. Let's just go there because um it's really who we are. So that's why it's even being brought up. We are
1: spirit beings too. <laughs> I mean, I,
0: yeah, and 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 there's a spiritual battle, and there's one in marriage. There's a battle um, in the same way that there's a battle for our souls, in the same way there's a battle for um, to move into who you really are, which is what was happening. The enemy was trying to stop you from breaking through and, and moving it. Cause he had already had a hold. He, he had an opening there. And what you were doing when you were praying those prayers that were in that book, um, you know, the enemy's a legalist. So you were all of a sudden, yes, we have the victory in Christ. We all know that we have the promises and it's a finished work. But here on earth, there's a there's a breaking through into appropriating that finished work. And um, when you first come to Christ, you come saved with all those promises. But you actually, I like to say, um, I heard someone say this once in a class. It's it's like the promises are on credit, and you got to take the card and swipe it to get it. You have to do something, and you prayed those prayers. And you legally took rights away that the enemy had on you legally, and when you did that, the battle was on. And so, um, but you know, there's a battle. There's a battle um, on in marriage. And if you're in a marriage, because um, I, you know, I've been in several. This is this is one, two, three, four, five. You know, it's my fifth marriage, and five's the number grace. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it's graceful all the time. But it's the number of grace.
1: We joke that if we'd have met each other in our in our former Christ lives, we would probably be in jail. Be like, we would have been in term. jail.
0: Yeah. Because uh, we we're
1: both really codependent.
0: And, yeah. And messed uh, up, addicted, all kinds of stuff. Um, but God's really done a tremendous work, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's huge. But you know, when I go back to talking about that battle, um, you know, what we wanna do in this, where are we at on time? What we wanna do is um Share the breaking through part, share the victory and share, um, you know, when I say the victory, it's like this is work, you know, a great marriage. This is a great marriage, wouldn't you say? And I know we make jokes and we um, but we have a great relationship, even though we have a hard one sometimes. And sometimes, you know, that process takes a while to break through just like, don't we?
1: Yeah, can I add something to that? So uh, just to to tie it back to the other story. So when I get through this process and all that, it really, and I became okay to be alone and had that spiritual encounter and all that. It wasn't that long after that I met Monica. It was within months, actually. Yeah,
0: it was one of the first things you ever told me because you knew I was a Christian and you were like, hey, let me share this encounter. I don't want you to think I'm weird. This is where I say I was tricked again because Okay, because I'm I'm really I'm 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 healing and deliverance ministry. I'm I'm in all this. I'm spiritual. I'm like way spiritual. And it was like that from day one. It's been like that since birth, even before it's who I am. So I can't turn all that off. But um so this was actually one of the only spiritual encounters Dave had ever had ever. That was really and it was one of our first conversations. He felt like he needed to tell me this. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is like He's been through deliverance. He's like, he's really into the same stuff. I'm really deep. Yeah. We were on the opposite
1: ends of the swimming pool. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say was so funny. So when we got together, I mean, it was like a supernatural thing. It it occurred was. with uh, love and all that. We talked about that on, on, on the, another thing. We'll go into that yeah. another time in the future, but. So we were we when we got married and all that, we were in like we were like cloud nine, everything was great. Yeah. We we're totally different people. totally mean you couldn't get you, more different You people. couldn't
0: get more opposite, we're, you know? Yeah, that's if, what Yeah, which was just so weird. It works so well though. I
1: mean When it works, it works. And yeah. when it's interdependent, it's beautiful because yeah. she has things I don't have and I have, you know, uh gifts that she doesn't have. It's just and it's still like this a little bit, but a lot less. So, the first couple of years, it was like taking two big rocks and smashing them up against each other. Trying to piece. make them in. And the pieces <laughs> aren't formed yet to go to mess together. You know what I mean? All we had was this great, incredible love that just kept, man, yeah. rocking into each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Got us chipping. It wasn't away. all that. We
1: loved each other. I mean, the love yeah. was just, uh, luckily, it's like Paul said if you have not love, you have nothing. We had yeah. great love. That
0: was, yeah. You know, We actually, um, but what we needed was we still had a whole lot of self that both of us needed. You know, we were, the word I can't get out of my mind is merger. You know, marriage is like a merger. You're actually becoming one. It's a process of becoming one. And it is a picture of, um, you know, communion and relationship with Christ. And uh, that's why Paul talks about it, you know, that it's like a mystery. It's, it's, um, but anyway, so in that we, we, let's go back to the story, how we'll just jump in real quick, because that'll be the next episode that we really talk about because We haven't talked about it here. Um, So Dave actually was painting my office at a job that I was a life coach and um, an employment coach at a nonprofit agency. And he worked in the same building um, doing maintenance type things. And he also had a road crew and was managing, Um, I forget what that business was but um, managing a crew of men and so we would see each other periodically um, but my boss actually um, I needed my house painted at the time and I had said um, I need to get my I need to paint the interior of my house and my boss said I know somebody that will give you a really good deal you know he's a Christian too and I was like great so connect us and The next thing I know, it's Dave, the, the guy who was painting my office, right? Yeah. And um, so I'm like, okay. So I had one wall that was going to be painted, right? One. One. One wall in a small office. And how long did you take? Three for- Fridays.
1: It took. Him- I was only there one Friday, one day a week. And it was three Fridays for the one wall.
0: <laughs> so he was taking his time painting my office.
1: Plus, <laughs> she was really pretty. She still is.
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, so we met. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met.
1: Yeah, and that's where we had the conversation about the. Spirit it is. Covenant. It is. Yeah. It is.
0: And when little did we yeah. know, God had big plans and and, uh, and a thing for us. But yeah, that coming together thing is it is a merger, and it um we've merged. And yeah, so, we've merged. Yeah, we've merged, and we've learned a lot in the merger. And sometimes it feels like we haven't. You know, sometimes it feels like did we merge? <laughs>
1: Sometimes self comes back in a big way, and sometimes it feels. (laughs) We (laughs) have, sometimes it feels good for a couple days and be selfish. Be selfish. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 I think the
1: important thing is is recognizing when that happens. So
0: you know, and let's go back and take it right to the beginning as we close this up because you know, truthfully, it's what we said in the beginning. You know, um, my identity is in Christ. It's not in my relationship with Dave. Dave is a byproduct and a blessing from God. Um, out of my relationship with him he brought him into my life as a gift and i look at it like that and um sometimes i don't look at it like, <laughs> and sometimes he probably doesn't either we have our moments but it is truly a gift um even to be able to work those things out together with somebody and to stay in and i think that's that's key is um it's the it's the same thing where god says it's an attribute of god where he says i will never leave you or forsake you and we've got to be in that place when we know um, we've got the one, when we found the one that we say, um, "This is it," and I'm going to work this out and stay with you no matter what. Don't you agree? Yeah, I
1: think it's important. Like we, when we when we were first married, we recognized that and knew it was important that the covenant wasn't just here; it was here too. It was here
0: first. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, as yeah. a, as a, uh, a three, 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 three
0: strand cord is not
1: easily broken, so yeah. we knew. Uh, there was going to be days because we'd both been married before that, that we yeah. weren't going to like each other, much yeah. less love each other. Yeah. And so you got to understand that you're going to be through no matter what you're going to be together through that yeah. and be committed to, to doing what it takes to stay together.
0: And I think um, we're at the point now where, you know, and I, I think on Facebook, you see, um, on, on social media, people always put their best foot forward. It's just like when you're dating, you know, you see this, Hey, this is who I am. When you're spent all spent three
1: Fridays painting the wall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when you're all shiny and spit polished and you know sharing
1: deliverance stories.
0: Yeah. We're holy. <laughs> and righteous. But then um, but in all reality, I think we're at a place where um with what is beautiful about our relationship is we're really real. Um, you know, we don't we don't really put on and uh, well, just kidding. <laughs> we make jokes all the yeah. time. We really do. Um, but I think that's everything. And I think that this, um, this is going to speak to a lot of people because we're all about, um, Jesus being first. And then after that, we're all about making this Christ-like and Mm -hmm. being on this journey with him in marriage. So we hope to share that with you and we hope it's a blessing. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to say? I do. I do. And I I
1: just want to go, um, you on know, my thoughts of relationships a little bit more because it's yeah. going to seem like everything's going to tie to our relationship with each other which most of it is mm-hmm. but it really has to deal with relationships in every aspect of mm-hmm. life because it's it's one thing and I and I do like this so I don't want to say that I don't like this to understand your identities in Christ and all that mm-hmm. um but to walk that out in life because your identity and you can understand who you are as a son of God like I do it's still going to bounce off of other people. And and, that, and so that's the important part of relationships It's it's a lot more dynamic than understanding who your life is. And the Christian walk is more dynamic than just. Yeah, it's, you know.
0: well, it's actually um, to jump in on that. I agree because um, it's, we can all just say, oh, I know my identity and find my identity and, and everything's fixed. But walking the process out of becoming who you truly are in Christ is real.
1: Because we were designed to be together. That's the uh, the oxymoron I think that gets mm-hmm. tricky. God designed us to be in relationship with other people, and and with it, understanding our identity is in Him. But we're designed to be in relationship with other people. Adam and Eve, every we're not on an island by ourselves. So yeah. it gets a little bit trickier than than a three step process. And our and our lives are going to be okay. And I think right. that's really that's what we want to share yeah. in this relationship uh, broadcast broadcast series. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we also shared um, our story. um, You can also find that it's called Shine with Monica Ramey. Um, It was on Vision TV. And um, you can find that actually on my personal page. So if you'd like to contact us, we also do um, some coaching and light counseling. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach us at contact at Monica Ramey. Info. I'm yeah, really or cool. if you have
1: questions that you want addressed on the on whenever we.
0: Yeah, we would like love anything. to yeah, um, address love. those and and start. Um, we we're actually talking about doing a group at one point too. So maybe a marriage group, maybe a singles group, maybe both. Uh, we're still throwing all that stuff out right now, but and we. we go ahead.
1: And we want it to be at some point more interactive because God's yeah, the God, I mean, God's doing things with technology nowadays. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like. I think people need to be in relationships with other people physically, but I think mm-hmm. we we don't as Christians make use of all what's available to us technology-wise with with social media and being able to do uh, groups online and mm-hmm. things like that. So,
0: yeah, um, one of the things. Let me just touch on that, um, and if we get enough interest, we'll do it sooner. But um, one of the things that we talked about is the new process that I'm using for social media. The new uh, format allows for up to six uh, people to come on at once. So we could do an intimate group um, with, with couples as well. Um, we're, we're, we're throwing all this stuff around right now. So if you're interested, keep listening and join us. We'd love having you. We're, we're excited um, to be sharing our story and to give the glory to God for everything that he's done in our lives. And we just want to say thanks so much for joining us again. Yeah, no, I have
1: nothing I Just uh, thanks for listening to us. Tonight. All right, guys.
0: Thanks. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.